Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Ready? One, two, three. Welcome to Performance Anxiety, everybody, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And I'm going to make a confession. I have neglected a specific type of guest. Yes, it's everybody. I admit that I have neglected the unsigned artist. And this pandemic is a very weird time for unsigned artists. My guest on this episode is one of those artists, Autumn Hawk Percival. Her band, The Hawk Percival and Friends, is navigating some really weird times. We talk about the pandemic and how being in lockdown has actually helped her. We also discuss a mutual love of Neil Young, dealing with depression. We talk about Jethro Tull, both the band and her dog. And we dive into the lost art of listening to an entire album, front to back. You can find the Hawk Percival on Bandcamp. Follow them at the Hawk Percival on Instagram. Follow us at Performance ANX on all social media. Email us at the Performance Anxiety Pod at gmail.com with comments, ideas, whatever you have. Subscribe, rate, review, check out all the great shows on Pantheon Podcast Network. And let's dive right into our show with the Hawk Percival on Performance Anxiety. Okay. If it helps, I'll put my hand up so you don't have to see me. Because I know sometimes, sometimes if, if you're looking at me, it's weird. <laughs> okay. Here. Okay, ready? Okay. So, hi, my name is... Oh, fuck, I already fucked it up. That's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, how did I mess up saying my name? For a second, I was like, wait. 
Wait, like, how should I say my name? Let's start that over. Okay. So, hi, my name is Autumn Hawk Percival, and I play in Hawk Percival and Friends. And tonight I'm on performance anxiety. Well, thank you for coming on. This is uh, this is really cool. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess the first thing to do is to just learn a little bit more about you. That's that's what the whole ep- the podcast, I guess, is, is about is learning about uh, some <laughs> really cool artists, how you got into music and how you got to where you are. So the first thing I want to know is... How did you get into music? Was your family musical? Did you start with music at an early age? Yeah, um, my family's not musical, actually. Um, I started piano. Like, my mom, though, even though, like, she's not really musical, um, she wanted me to, like, take piano, more for, like, discipline. I had a lot of energy as a kid, so she was helping (laughs) Piano would, like, help me, like, sit still. <laughs> it didn't really, but at least I learned an instrument, you know? Yeah. And so that kind of, like, that's definitely started it. And um, from playing piano, I started at, like, seven, like, six or seven. And then um, I think I started playing guitar at nine. But before that, um, when I was, like, seven or eight, like, however old you were in second grade, yeah. um, someone brought in Yellow Submarine to class. And that's what started it for me, honestly. Wow. Yeah, watching the it. The Beatles, huh? Yeah. I feel like that's everyone. Like, the Beatles got me music. Well, they really did. It, yeah, it's true. But you're also a lot younger than a lot of people who have that influence. <laughs> so. That's true. So that's pretty cool that it's still it, it's still influential. I mean, Yellow Submarine, to be honest, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe for a kid that could well, for that a be- kid, yeah. You know, now that's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not the Beatles album I would go to to introduce exactly. something to the Beatles unless they're seven or eight years old. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if I had kids or something, like I would listen to it. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throwing a little octopus's garden on the side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right. So you start off with piano and guitar. When did, when did singing really take hold? Was that, was that before you even started playing an instrument or did it happen later? Definitely. I always kind of just sang all the time when I was little. Like I was just one of those kids. I was always like performing for like my friend's parents. Like I was like really <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I was always singing on this. That was just always something I liked to do. Yeah. What kind of music was, were you guys listening to in the house? I mean, you said the Beatles, but what were you, what were you singing? What was going on? Well, not that, because honestly, my like personal music taste has is not like close to my family's music taste. Like my mom likes Colin Oates. Like she likes kind yes. of like, yeah. Love your mom. That's like her era. Yeah. <laughs> And then randomly, she likes Mariah Carey a lot. That's her favorite. Because my mom's very oh, wow. early. Oh, well, you know, I, I had her drummer on about a, six or eight months ago. Gigi Gonaway. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, the whole big uh, um, big unplugged show that she did with MTV? He was the drummer for that. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Man, my mom would love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he toured with her for like like a decade or something. It was pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that must be insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And and 
the guy's name is Gigi Gonaway. Dude, he has the best laugh. Oh, it's hilarious. It's like so <laughs> infectious. So everybody go check out uh, my episode with Gigi Gonaway. Yeah. So, <laughs> plug myself in my own right? podcast. There you go. I love it. So where did you grow up? What, what area of the country? I grew up in California. I was born in Salem, Massachusetts, randomly. Oh, wow. But yeah, super random. But I was raised like on the west side okay. in LA. Okay. So not with all the witches and the no, burnings and the dunkings. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all like the beach kids and like I went to school like close to Venice okay okay yeah I know a little bit about that I don't know I'm not real super familiar with California geography yeah. but I know a little bit about that so all right so when did you start performing in public how did that get started I'm trying to think like with a band or just like in general just in, just in general before you even started or, or did it start before you were in bands well kind of like i was always in like jazz band at school or like some form of like music class whatever that school had so mm-hmm. i would definitely like um do performances but most of the time i was playing bass and like it was none of my original things like we were just playing covers for like the parents you oh. know like school stuff okay yeah so that was like high school high school definitely high school that's when it started all right, all right. And when did it become more you when singing your own music? Probably, is it five years? I think five years ago, because I lose track of time when my band started because I've had, like, multiple lineups. But, like, right. the solid one I've had for five years. So I think probably then, like, honestly, with them, I felt the most, like, solid and grounded. So okay, the last five years, yeah. Were you writing your own music before that? And when did you start writing your own material? Uh, okay, let me... Probably... Hmm. Like, real songs? Probably a little bit before college. Like, maybe when I was, like, 17-ish, 18, maybe 16, yeah. 17. Like, when you get, like, angsty and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some people turn to other things. Some people turn to music. So exactly. Were you in other bands before Hawk Percival and Friends? No, I've only played my own stuff. I'm wow. I'm singing on like my friends' tracks, but I always just play with my band only. Oh wow! So how did how did you just okay? First of all, I want to know how did you decide on the name Hawk Percival and Friends? Okay. Um. Well. Hawk Percival comes from, Hawk is my spirit animal, like my animal guide's a hawk. And then Percival comes from Neil Percival Young. I worshiped Neil Young since I was, I think I was 12 or 13 the first time I heard Neil Young. Okay, all right. And so since then, I've been like, oh my God, I'm all about him. And so I I think I chose that name like when I was 16-ish. That's fantastic. I'm a huge Neil Young fan myself. In fact, <gasps> one of the other cool things about uh, I'm recently joined uh, a podcast network, Pantheon Podcast, and oh, nice. they, they've got a Neil Young podcast. And in fact, oh, wow. the network themselves are endorsed by Neil Young. If you go to their webpage, it, it, there's a, a quote from Neil Young on the on <gasps> page. Wow! But this is a really cool show. It's called Long May You Young. 
And what they're doing is they're going through every single Neil Young album sequentially. And they're, they're oh. yeah, they're talking about they're. You should check that out. Oh my god, you should, yes, absolutely. You, you should. They're if if you're on uh, social media, it's Long May You Young. Go to okay. PantheonPodcast dot com. I think. God, I'm still so new at that. I don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. Yeah, just check out Long May You Young. You're not gonna find too much besides their okay. podcast. Yeah, that. but the wow, funny guys. Oh yeah, it's it's a great podcast. I'm having a blast. I'm <gasps> new to finding it out. They just actually did an interview with Nils Lofgren for the Decade album, so it's really cool. Oh wow, that's so cool. So shout out to my network mates at uh, Long May You Young. All right, so so what? What got you into Neil Young? What was the first album that, that you had? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, probably just the song. Was it Cowgirl in the Sand? Oh. Well, it was either Old Man or Cowgirl. In the, definitely Cowgirl in the Sand because Old Man came later. Because yep. I did like a school project on that. But um, definitely <laughs> um, really? Cowgirl. Yeah. What, it was what kind crazy. of school project did you do on Neil Young? <laughs> well... Your sister was in middle school, so I think it was like twelve or thirteen, and like, we were supposed to bring a piece of poetry and analyze it line by line. So wow. I brought Neil Young, old man, because to me he was poetry. You know, he is. Wow! Oh, he he is uh, one of the best songwriters this country, uh, well, any country has ever produced. Canada, I guess. <laughs> he's I forget not, he's Canadian. I do too. I do too. Cool, because he doesn't live there sorry, anymore. Yeah. I know. I know. Half my guests have been from Canada, so I got. I'm, I'm sorry, oh guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're appropriating Neil Young. I know. Oh, gosh. But anyway, yeah, he's I've, he's been one of my favorites for for you know since I was in college, I guess. So. And for yeah. it started out with with everybody knows this is nowhere an album. Yeah, yeah, really the first album I had of his. So it, that's what kicked it off because the guitar sound, the guitar, the enormous solos, and, and right, that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. and um, all right, so what, all right, what's your favorite Neil song with Crazy Horse then? Uh, oh, probably. I'm like, is Cortez the killer? Yes, that's what I was yes. going to say. That, that is, that's, that's my favorite too. Cortez the killer is my favorite, yeah. It's And and Like a Hurricane is a close second. Yes, but, Like a Hurricane. But Cortez the killer is just incredible. <sighs> so good. So, all right. So, so you're a big Neil Young fan. Does, it, does that, you try to incorporate that into your songwriting at all? Because th- what I've heard from, as my voice cracks, what I've heard <laughs> of you from your music, musically, it doesn't sound a lot like, uh, like Crazy Horse. If anything, it sounds closer to Buffalo Springfield. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Because <laughs> honestly, I love like, I feel like Buffalo Springfield, like the same, it's the same vibe as like Crosby, Stills, Nash. Like, mm-hmm. I love that kind of vibe of rock and roll. Yes. But I do love listening to heavy. Like, most of my heavy influences, I feel like you won't really hear that much. Yeah. I, you know? I in, in what I've heard, and I've heard the two songs that have been released and uh, the music that you sent me. Yeah. And it's great. It is awesome Thank stuff. I love it. It's got a great, like I said, late sixties vibe, and your vocals fit right in with that. Like like some of the 
great girl groups of the of the late sixties and all or mid mid to I late sixties. Yeah. Well, it it's it shows because it's Yay. it comes through in your singing and it's it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. actually a very refreshing sound compared to because I, t- I tend to go with a little heavier side myself you got bands like you know Devin Townsend um, Catatonia even even bands like Black Rubber Motorcycle Club oh yeah so you know a little, little heavier stuff and, and your stuff is a little more retro sounding little little as far as, as far as the sound, and, and you know, I haven't had a chance to go through the lyrics or anything, but the sound like it's a little, it's lighter, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like Alabama shakes, but kind of sweeter. Oh, wow. Thanks. Well, Brittany Howard's just a, she's just killer. Yeah. So. Oh my God. So cool. Are any of those bands influences? Are Alabama shakes influences? Um, no, honestly, I'm pretty like. I don't want to be that person that's like, I only listen to old music, right. but like, I kind of do, honestly, unless it's like hip hop or I don't really like electronic music. I like soundscape more. So that's more modern that I'll listen to. Okay. But in regards to like rock and like soul, it's always going to be from like the sixties, like late seventies. Oh, Good Those stuff. are all my influences. Yeah, the good stuff. Those <laughs> are all my influences come from. So who who is your influence on guitar? Because you actually play some amazing guitar on the on the, what I've heard. It is just I, I don't know. It fits right into that that awesome late sixties period where where people were just you know musicians guitars were just starting to really stretch things out a bit and you don't go and and again i'm I'm qualifying all this with what i've heard yes yeah i don't hear like extended solos or anything like that but it's all very solid great riffing. well that i'm like that if you're referring to the lead that's my guitar my lead guitar player okay i'm the rhythm he's very he's has modern influences, but like he's very classic rock rooted. His main influence is like the Grateful Dead. I call him my Jerry. Wow. <laughs> he's really good and like at fitting in with my melodies. And I honestly purposely like when I'm writing melodies, I write it so like he can just like fill in the pockets. That's... Like I always have him in mind. Oh, that is awesome. See, that that's that's what a band should be doing, right? Yeah, right. So who, yeah. so so who's in the band? Um, okay, so we have well me. You you're you're Hawk Percival. Who are yeah, the friends? Oh, then my <laughs> friends. We have Dylan Rodriguez and he's been like he's one of my best friends. I've known him how long ago was college? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, for you or me? It's just, I, I like eight, it's gonna be seven, decades different years. Yeah. Like seven-ish, eight-ish years, because I I took like a gap year, so I think I started at like nineteen-ish. I took like fifteen. Maybe nine years. years. Maybe like nine years. Wow. 
We've I took like 15 like gap years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I left school and then I went back like 15 years later to finish. Oh my god, that's amazing. No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it was rough. It was, it was rough. Oh, so anyway, okay. So, so the band. Who else? You've got oh, yeah. Dylan. Dylan, yeah, he's my guitar player. He's like my ride or die. He's been with me through most of the lineups, and like he's always stood by my side. He understands me on a creative level, an emotional level. He's just like my first mate. Like I call him first man, the captain. <laughs> sometimes he's a captain too because I'm a little airy and like space cadet so sometimes <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so you're co-captaining this, this ship of exactly. the whole person. Yes. When it comes to like directing and like, because I'm very like, he's very theory based and like he finished art school. I did it. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm right there you with know? this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the music director sometimes, you know? Okay. Okay. But, so who, um, who else do we have? Okay, and then we have Robert. He's my drummer. I, lo- I have a sweet spot for him. I love him. He has been with me, too, for five years. My bassist, I think, now will be like two years. I'm really weird with time. but yeah. um, <laughs> Well, you know, like, when, when you're writing and gigging and, and, and playing it, it it doesn't always you don't always keep track of it so exactly i just know that we've been with each other for a while and like it feels like family but we have robert my drummer he's amazing um i found him he was playing in one of my ex's bands he's like my close friend and it was during uh, which meatloaf. It was during a meatloaf song. It was like at a party, and like <laughs> he did this crazy like drum fill, and like I I was on the side of the stage. And I literally like leaned into his kit, and I was like, "Dude, dude, dude, I'm talking to you." Like while he's like playing, like I'm talking to you after the set, like this, and that's how I got it. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, it's yeah, good times, and then. <laughs> Marcus, he also from another ex's band. He's just the best. I feel like he's um, the grounding force. Because I don't know if you're in, uh, into astrology or not. He's a Capricorn. So, like, he keeps everything, like, hey, like, okay. let's stay on direction. Like, let's gonna, do our thing. I don't know anything about that, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I was born at the end of June, so I don't know what, what I, what I am. You might be a Cancer. I think, that, think that sounds right. June 28th, so I think that's... Oh my God, yeah, you are. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm a, I'm, I'm a crabby... It's okay. Kind of a jackass, maybe. <laughs> like to pinch people. I don't know. Uh, all right, so so you've been with these guys for quite a while now, and it, it, it sounds like it in the recording, because you guys sound really tight, really together. You, you play very loose, but you, as a band... It's yes. your Led Zeppelin type but loose thing. Yes. I like chaos with structure. That's my thing. Yes. Yes. So speaking of that, that is kind of how we met was through Scarlett Sabet. Yeah. So how did you know, how do you know Scarlett? Um, from Instagram, honestly, we connected from her poetry. Yes. Okay. From her poetry, like she would post and I would just like read it and then... We ended up messaging, and then we just like became friends from that. She's such a sweetheart. She came on. She's amazing. Oh, she's she's one of the sweetest guests I've I've ever had on the podcast. 
it was I was kind of surprised that she agreed to come on it's kind of I was I was wasn't really yeah yeah I wasn't expecting it at all and then when when she came on I, I honestly I didn't know what to expect because of you know who she's associated with and yeah. so I was like, you know, I don't, I, but I, I did a ton of homework and we went and we, we talked for like two hours. Oh my God. So it was, <laughs> yeah. And she was so sweet. I was so thrilled. It's, it was one of my favorite episodes. Oh so, my gosh. She's so great. So smart. And oh yeah. I just love, like, I feel like all musicians were hopeless romantics, you know? So I'm a sucker for a good love poem. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a sucker for Jimmy Page. So anything associated <laughs> with him, I'm like, I got it. And that's actually kind of funny because I, I met her through Jimmy's daughter, Scarlett. Because I oh, had wow. her on... Yeah, I had oh her... I know, I know. I had her on the podcast first because of the photography connection. So I loved her, oh, yeah. loved her work. And I, you know, I was a professional for about 10, 12 years. So I reached out to her and she said, yeah, sure. Then she said, you, you should have Scarlett Sabet on. I said, okay, well, I'll reach out to her. So I reached out and I didn't really hear anything. And I saw yeah. she was doing a live Instagram. So I, I got on that and I said, hey, you should come on my podcast. I said it to her and she's like, oh, she's like, I should come on. Okay, yeah, I think we can do that. <laughs> so I, I sent her an email and I said, hey, you know, uh, Scarlett Page has been on. You can feel free to talk to her about how it went. Yeah. And so she actually did. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's really easy. Real, you, just, you just sit back and have a chat. So oh, like, no. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, that was really cool. And she, like I said, she was one of the nicest people I've ever had on this show. So, so that's how yeah. you, I, I got introduced to your music is through her. And I actually, I think during that Instagram live, I, I went and found on Bandcamp and I listened to the track you have on, on Bandcamp. I might be dead. Oh yes. Yes. And I was like, damn, this is good. And that's when I sent the Aww. message on the Instagram live saying, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. I remember. So, so thank you, Scarlett. <laughs> that song, it's an interesting title. I might be dead. So how did, what is this song about? Because the, the, the lyric, I found it intriguing that, that the chorus is, I might be dead, but I've got a lot of love in me. Love in me. That is, that's great songwriting. I love it. What, is there anything, what's behind the song? I'll feel it all. From I'm a huge Jethro Tull fan. My dog's actually oh, named wow. Jethro Tull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's better than Aqualung, I guess. What'd you say? Yeah, way better. You, you don't want to name your dog Aqualung. I know it's not as catchy as Jethro. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then there's uh, this song, um, one of like the many, like 30 minute long songs. Yes. Um, there's Passion Play, like the album Passion Play. Yes. And in part one of Passion Play, there's a line 
that goes, and so I'm dead, the young man said. And okay. for some reason, my whole, like for years, that line always stuck with me. And I was just like, I want to just say something like that. Like, and so I'm dead. Because I... I'm diagnosed with major depressive disorder, so I've always felt like dead on the inside in a way. Really? You know? You're so effervescent. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, I just that's surprising. Like gloomy, you know? Okay. Well, that- I try not to be gloomy, but... Um, so it comes from that. That's where I might be dead comes from. Living with depression, but also learning, like, okay, maybe... I won't feel as happy as other people and like, I'll never reach that point, but it doesn't mean like I can't still enjoy life or enjoy things that other people enjoy, right. even though I have like a little storm cloud on me sometimes. Wow. And so that's where I've got a lot of love in me comes from. That's fantastic. That's a great, that, I mean, now that, that means even more now that I know about that. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. You and I have kind of talked a little bit offline, and mm-hmm. uh, you're working on an, on a, your debut album. Yes. But we're in kind of a weird time right now. How yeah. how has that affected <laughs> work? You know, recording and writing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> recording. I just say the oh God because I was supposed to be in the studio. I was planning on being in like an actual studio, you know, to record. Yeah. But I've had to record at home. It's not that it's bad at home. I just, obviously studios have like more instruments than I do and like flash yeah. your gear. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? yeah. Mixing boards. Yeah. We do more in like the zone, but so I've had to let go of that, you know, the superficial aspect, but yeah. it's been okay. You know, it's been okay recording at home. I do miss like being in the same room with my band. That has been hard. So uh, I miss that a lot. So how are you guys doing it? Are you sending tracks to the guys and they're recording their parts of it? And you just kind of, yeah. wow. So, so you just trying <laughs> to mention it. Everything's over email. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's crazy. But I have an amazing engineer. His name is Nicholas Essick. He's so, he's really good and really patient <laughs> and understanding. <laughs> you kind of have to be in right now. Yeah, right? Oh, it's, 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 it's a, unprecedented time for for so many things it's unbelievable yes. and you know and and i've kind of it hurts me to see so many great people having to struggle so much i mean i've been so blessed that my job hasn't shut down and they consider right. and this is the uh, this is the only time they would ever actually consider me essential you know i ask for a raise and i'm not essential enough but <laughs> you know you got to get your day-to-day work done yeah oh yeah you're essential yeah. But, so, you know, I've unfortunately had steady employment through this, but if, you know, if I was still in photography, I wouldn't. And so, yeah. and yeah. so I can kind of, I, I kind of feel it, you know, what, what, you, what a lot of artists are going through. And it's, it's a struggle. Like I've never seen before for anybody. Yeah. I feel like for like visual art, like uh, photography where you need like another person, like acting, it's a struggle right now, but for a lot of musicians I've talked to, it's actually been good because most musicians, or at least songwriters, like I personally, I am always working at home. Yeah. I'm always working on my own unless I'm in rehearsal or I'm in the studio. Okay. Recording. 
So it's been really beneficial and like I've had time to organize my songs because I'm trying not to write right now. I have a lot wow. of songs, so I'm trying to That's... organize it to fit into one album. Wow, I've never heard anybody say, I'm trying not to write right now. That's <laughs> a first. It's it's so, it's a blessing and a curse, honestly. Because it's great. Like when there was a point when I didn't have enough songs, I was like, yay, okay, I can write like all of these. Like sometimes it feels like anytime I touch a guitar, I like wrote a hook. Or like anytime oh. I'm on the piano, like I came up with three hooks. But now I'm just like, okay, maybe I should like start giving songs to other people because I need to like stop there, flowing right now. There you go. <laughs> you know? So how far along are you guys in the recording process and in the process of creating the, f- the first Hawk Percival and Friends album? Well, right now we're dealing with the next single and that's the one like I, sh- I sent you the demo and I'm actually, I should have the master in like a couple days. So that should wow. be out in the next like two weeks. Oh, like gosh. finally. But, which, um, now, which, which song is that? It's I-N-T-P-T. That's <laughs> the, out of the ones you sent me. That's my favorite. <gasps> oh, yeah. I was going to mention that because, Good. but I didn't know what it stood for. So I, I said, <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask about that one. So. Briggs test and I'm into psychology yeah I really love psychology and that's a psychology test and it tells you your personality type and it's based off of um on the root level introvert and extrovert and like the different subgroups within that yes I had to do one of those for work or something a while ago yeah I don't know why I I don't deal with the public or our customers at all so I don't know why they made me take it but, that's interesting but they made everybody take it so oh wow um, I guess yeah it'd be helpful in situations like that well it's, it's funny I, I think it's to try to help you plan a career path but that's as far as they went with helping me try to plan a career path here take this test <laughs> like, thanks figure it out yeah, yeah exactly maybe your career is somewhere else right <laughs> <laughs> but so <laughs> So, this is your debut album that you're working on. So, what is the environment like right now for new bands like you guys? In in as far as distribution and and record labels and having are you having to do it in everything independently? Well, right now, yes. Unfortunately, I'm not signed right now, but I still like I can do a lot for myself, you know. But just not on the global like mass level, like labels yeah. can, but. Nothing like the quarantine hasn't affected me that deeply because I'm not on like a global level. Like, I, or I know some people who are supposed to like come out as artists, like they signed right before the quarantine, and like yeah. if the quarantine didn't happen, they would be doing all their promos and stuff, but they actually had to stop. Yeah, yeah, that, that's because I know there's a lot of uh, you, you know 
record labels go out and you, you get showcase gigs and all. Exactly. And- You're traveling. We can't do that right now. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm just curious as to, as to if you know, I mean, because you would be doing things like that right now. Are, are labels doing anything differently are they are they do they just want to hear demos at this point do you i mean are you getting any well, feedback they're definitely from more open like a lot of um like ah oh, shoot which like rough trade like yes. i don't know if you know rough trade they're new york yeah like um a lot of their labels right now are open for demo submissions it doesn't mean they didn't clarify if they're signing anyone or not but they're open. Usually they're not, you know? Oh, so okay. I feel like a lot of labels right now are more interested in listening to like gather intel and like people that could possibly blow up once quarantine's over. Right. You know? Get a, get a head start on, on people before they start gigging again. Exactly. You know? And that's why too, like I used to work in the studio and like, I've learned that labels respect artists that do most of the work by themselves first. Okay. You know, there's the less money because they're a corporation. Labels are corporations or business. The yeah. less money they have to put into you and the more you make, the better for that. Yeah. And, and if you're doing most of the work up front, you know, because physical copies aren't selling like they used to with streaming. No, and, and, no. Unless it's vinyl, but that's for bigger bands and it's for novelty reason not because exactly. people are actually listening to the vinyl exactly i just had that conversation with somebody oh who the hell was it i don't remember one of, one of the, we were just talking about that how uh, vinyl sales are up unbelievably but it's just really for collectability people aren't yeah, playing them yes. and like that's so yeah. bizarre to me <laughs> yeah because i'm i'm a i'm i'm not a huge vinyl collector to be honest i always like cds they're, oh wow! It sounds great. They're portable, and, yes. and I still actually have the physical. And, and you know, they're they're a lot sturdier than vinyl. Yeah, can take them. They don't get damaged as easily. That's true. And uh, I still have a physical copy, so I feel like I actually own it. That's the problem with for me with digital downloads is that I don't even if I pay ten bucks for an album or fifteen bucks for an album or, or a dollar, even a dollar for a, a single track. I don't yeah. have a physical copy, so I, I kind of just feel like I'm renting it. Because if if something were to happen to my computer, then that's, that's gone. True. I understand. Yeah, and I think that's why that reasoning is like why people buy vinyl now. You know, to feel like yeah. they're yeah. holding on to something. Exactly, and, and the cool thing is that you know, with vinyl and even CDs, even though it's smaller, you still get artwork. That's true. That's why I like vinyl, you know? Yeah. For the art. You know, you should be listening to it. Well, see, but that's the thing. It's another thing that we've kind of lost, in in my opinion, with with everybody being so busy, is that the the, the art of just sitting down and listening to an album front to back. It's, yeah, it is a lost art. And because I remember... People do that. Yeah, I I remember being a kid. You know, going out and buying a record or a tape or a CD, going to my room, putting it on, and not doing anything but looking at the artwork and reading the liner notes. You know, seeing yes. who played on what track and who they thank. Because when I read the liner notes, oh, thanks yes. to this band and this band and this band. I'm like, those are the guys I got to check out next. Yes. So I think all of that has gotten lost with the at the digital age because. You can you can stream the songs whenever you want in whatever order you want, you know. Even with CDs, you can you can yeah with CDs you can skip around, but it's harder to to 
skip albums and, and just it's yeah. not a flick of a finger and, and you're at a completely different genre you know yeah. it still takes a little effort to do that with a cd but you don't even get the artwork with with the digital stuff i mean with yeah you, you do get artwork technically but, but not in a way like where it feels like wow like this is really here and like let me look at this and like study it you can't i honestly forget that's included sometimes I, digital downloads i do too all the time and i'm not gonna sit there and listen to the track and stare at my computer screen looking at a jpeg right. I know. You know, I know. i'm sorry and you know being a, a visual artist myself it, it hurts me <laughs> to say that but i'm but not it's gonna true. Yeah, I'm not going to stare at my computer screen while I'm listening to, you know, yes. the new Failure album that I just downloaded. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh. So, you're not, unfortunately, you're not gigging. You're not in the studio. Are you able to, to get the band together at all to play together, to, to practice? Or is everything just isolation? Yeah, it's isolation right now because I wow. just don't want to risk it. I mean, I am seeing actually my band to hang out like in social distance. Yeah. Not playing. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Which kind of things. Yeah, it's nice to see them. I miss them like on a family level. They're my family, definitely. Oh, yeah. How close to, f- to a finished product can you get before you send everything off to the engineer? I mean, is it... Because I know I've had some producers and stuff on the show, and you know when you're in the studio, there's they're giving you suggestions on what to try. Hey, maybe you do this, maybe you try that. Let's change the you know let's change the beats. Let's drop it three BPM, and that can make the entire difference in the song. But you guys have to do that all on your own right now. Is it more challenging when you don't have that kind of direction, or are you guys just used to to doing it all on your own anyway? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm always the main producer and I'll let my guitar player produce with me too sometimes, but honestly, I like that. I'm, I'm always, I'm a, I like to work. It's weird, but (laughs) I like working. (laughs) I like to work. I do. I like to work and especially producing is one of my favorites. Oh yeah. I call it, well, I try not to say Phil Spector mode anymore because he's not, he's not yeah. questionable. Yeah, it, Phil Spector mode means something completely different now than it used to. It means something so <laughs> scary. Usually, I guess I go into like George Martin mode. Okay, there you, know? you go. That's that's much better. That's what, yeah, and that's more PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't known for carrying firearms. I know, I know. I hope he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're really open. If you're producing, then then you must be really open to just experimenting with different things on your own songs. Yeah, that's definitely it's fun. I've honestly I've learned less is more is one of the things I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a while, but we got there. But you don't get too attached to your demos then. No, I'm not. It's weird. With the song, yes. It took me a while to be able to accept like criticism or even arrangement notes, you know? Right, okay. But when it comes to producing, I think it's because I'm changing something that's me already. It doesn't feel violent. So I'm like, okay, it's me. I trust me. Okay. Like, I know that I'll know what to do. I'm yeah. very type A. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know but when i do have moments where i'm just like god like i can't tell if this sound good if this sounds good because sometimes 
I worry because when I get too excited, I'm like, okay, is that like my ego saying it sounds good? Or like, does it actually sound good? And that's what I'll call my guitar player or be like, can you please tell me like, does it sound good? Or like, tell me how should I adjust it? You know? And then wow. he'll tell me that. Yeah. That's great. Have, have, uh, you know, you work on your very first album and to be able to have that kind of perspective. You don't hear about bands and artists doing that a lot. Yeah, producing on their own? Or? Yeah, well, producing and being open to changing things and, and bringing other uh, uh, opinions and perspectives in, especially in your first album, because and you're doing it yourself, because a lot, a lot of what I've heard from some of the producers is that a lot of, a lot of young and new artists will get demoitis where they're just <gasps> attached to the demos. And they think, if you like the demos that much, why don't we just, just release the demos as the album? No, so. no, I'm not. So I also, I struggle with, um, I call it toxic perfectionism. Oh, to wow. me, nothing will ever be done, you know? And I have to kind of just say like, okay, now it has to be done at some point. So that's why I don't have problems changing because in my mind, I'm like, okay, then it's not perfect. That's why it needs to be changed. So let's keep doing it. You know? uh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense to me. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> All right. So has the, uh, the virus and the lockdown and everything, has that changed how you approach your music writing or performing mm, no i'm trying to think no if anything well the way it's affected like not quarantine not corona itself but quarantine i my like arrangements have gone better i've gone better at like larger arrangements and like not necessarily having a bunch of things but it still sounds like larger than life yeah Honestly, COVID's been benefiting me. Like, I know that sounds <laughs> like not interesting. <laughs> but it has, honestly, because I'm very, I've always been a kind of um, loner type person. Like, solitude is very important to me. And I believe in using solitude to enhance, like, your talents, to reflect on yourself, to practice, to get better at anything you need to do. Okay. You know? So that's why quarantine, when it happened, I was like, okay, just more study time, yes. more just like, let's see, like I got better at baking, you know, I got better at ranging, like. That was, okay, so I did hear that. I heard that during this time, Dan, you've actually gone and, and done a lot of cooking. Yes. <laughs> so what is, what's your go-to at this point with cooking? Well, right now, like in the last three weeks, I switched to a completely vegan diet. Oh, wow. So I'm like, what do I like to make? Well, I make this pasta sauce that technically, I mean, it's not vegan because I put anchovies in it. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, right? It's my secret ingredient. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, I wish this was on video. I wish I was taping. I'm releasing this on video right now. That was great. That was a, that was a, the sweetest, most subtle little wink I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, so you got so pasta sauce and, and uh, so basically, you, um, I'm honestly I'm really good at like making healthy versions of the takeout I usually get. Oh wow, that's fantastic. That's what. I myself during quarantine so i've been really healthy honestly <laughs> during quarantine that's fantastic i know my wife and i we've had to change up our diet just 
she's had some health problems that we've had to change up our diet for just to uh, see what's causing the problems. So we've eliminated, yeah, we've eliminated a lot of stuff and uh, on doctor's orders. And now we're going to slowly start introducing a few things to see what reacts to with her body. So, but because we've had to do that, we've been on this thing called the great 30 diet. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. It's it's not as hard as it sounds, really. Uh, you're basically, you're eliminating any processed sugars. So, you can't, have, okay. you can't okay. have regular sugar. You can't have any artificial sweeteners either. Okay. That's- so, like, for example, I have a cup of coffee every day going into work. That's got to be black now because you're also eliminating all dairy. So, no cheeses, oh no milk, eliminating... All legumes, so no beans, no peanuts, oh, what? Uh, no rice, so and no wheat. Uh, so okay, it's basically, yeah, so it's basically fruits, vegetables, and proteins. But oh, yeah, and it, but you know, it's amazing because after just like a day or two, I never got like the uh, like a withdrawal from the sugar or caffeine. <laughs> never got that because I. I try to cut out as many as much like soda and crap like that as I can yeah but you do it for a month and I've lost like 12 pounds and my wife's lost almost 20 so oh, wow so yeah so we're feeling pretty Plus good like working. Yeah. yeah today we actually it's it's over it's like today or tomorrow I don't remember what what it was but we just ordered a pizza we just like and you know what <laughs> we had pizza and, and had a, a glass of, of coke and the Coke, I was like, this is not good. I don't like this anymore. Wow. And then the pizza. Yeah. And then the pizza, I was like, it tasted fine. But then afterwards, my stomach got a little upset. I was like, man, this is scary. Yeah. Like, this is weird. It went away. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm like, I, I, I'm because we kind of decided we're going to stick with it for a while still. It's just, yeah, that's see? awesome. So, so the quarantine's been good for us too. Kinda. That's good. <laughs> if I get my wife feeling feeling better, not just on a diet, but feeling better, then we'll yeah. then I'll call quarantine a success. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing I think I've ever said. I know. <laughs> so, but so tell me a little bit more. When when do you think the album will be ready for release? And what are you what are you doing for artwork since every everything's kind of on hold? Well, I'm luckily I have most of my friends are artists. So that's always been like, (laughs) I always have someone like reach out to and my good friend, Lana, she actually has the same birthday as me. Oh, wow. I was born or I was born. Was I born before her? I was born a few hours before her. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're same night. Yeah. That's crazy. But she's going to do my album artwork. She's amazing. She does like directing she's just a visual artist like all around like media everything oh what's your name we'll plug her on the show oh yeah her name is lana shaw and her instagram is lana shaw bitches nice yeah. <laughs> so check out lana shaw bitches yeah actually so so do you have a prospective date when you think the uh, album will be completed um i'm want to get it done by like mid-october and then have it out and like promoted by like early November. Oh wow, that's fantastic! So that'd be a quick turnaround yeah. once it's done. Yes, so I'd- that's why like I have to get to work now. After this single, I'm like, okay, now I'm 
I'm trying not to put out another single after this one. I've been on the fence because I have another song that I'm like, oh, it's so good just on its own. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I'm trying not to distract from like working on the album. So, so that's one of the one of the uh, good flexibilities of, of being independent. Yes, exactly. I don't have a label that has like guidelines or like rules. Like you can't put out this song. You yeah, know? you don't have to worry about you know getting your album done and putting it in the queue, waiting for them to release it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Done. It's out. So what are you planning on doing to promote it? Since you can't be you can't do gigs or anything right now. Um, well, I, luckily, like, I know people that run, like, blogs and stuff like that. I have, like, distribution platform, things like that. And honestly, just the people I know, like, I hate being like, I have connections. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got, you got one that I know of. I know people, you know. (laughs) You got one really awesome one that I know about. Yeah, I have great, yeah, I have many friends and, like, Luckily, like, I worked at the studio for a while, and, like, I made a lot of my, like, business connects through... I worked as, like, a sync and licensing rep. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I met, like, a lot of, like, label reps and, like, connections through that job, you know? That's awesome. And It was you, a blessing and a curse. That job was a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I, I, I know that feeling. I know what you're yeah. talking about. But the good thing is if you get the album done... All a label has to do is pick it up for distribution. They don't have to actually put any money into creating it. So into print, yes, exactly. You know, so, so that's my hope. My well, hope is hope does something for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping for that too. So that we'll, thank we'll, you. We'll all keep our fingers crossed for that. Okay. And if if it sounds like the music that I've heard, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for the rest oh, of the music to come out. You. So. Where, where can people find the music that you've released and follow you so that when the album comes out, they can pick it up? Um, um, I'm, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music, um, so you can find my music there. And then my Instagram is the Hawk Percival. And so if you nice. follow me there, I have a band one, but I'm really bad at running my like, multiple <laughs> So honestly, just follow my main one because that's updated things. Awesome. We'll, yeah. We'll make sure to do that. And I'll be sure to, I'm, I'll be following you. And when you can get out on the road, if you can get to the East Coast, to the Washington, oh, D.C. Yes. area, I'll be there. Oh, yes. Thank you. So, yeah, I hope I make it over there. Oh, me too. We'll all fucking settle soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping so. Even, and we can travel. Yeah. Even if it's a modified way, somehow I've... I'm dying to, to go see some shows again, so. Yeah. I know you're dying to play some. Yes, I do. Honestly, though, I kind of miss seeing shows more than playing. Like, I, Really? I was going to take this year off. That's why kind of quarantine kind of worked out for me. I was just <laughs> on again. I'm like, quarantine's the best for me. I love quarantine. Let's do it next year. But honestly, I was planning on taking this year off and just doing studio work, just recording. Wow. Because I definitely burned myself out on playing. I never, honestly, when I first started, I wanted to be more like Pink Floyd, like studio album based, where like I'm known for like my studio album work, but it's not the 70s anymore, so it doesn't yeah. really work like that. I'm But yeah. maybe it will now, though, with quarantine. If, you know, you know? <laughs> you've, you've got to do, as a musician and an artist, you've got to do something if you can't tour, you can't play live, work on your studio chops. Yeah, um, seriously, you know, that's why I've been trying to really just 
make it larger than life and all about my arrangements and just because I really love like 70s production at like over the top like it feels like almost like a cinematic experience with like the arrangements sometimes oh you know? man but and you know I, I've you know kept you for an hour man thank you so much for spending all your for having me oh it's been a it's been a blast and I'm really anxious to hear the rest of the music that you're that you're putting together so I mean, October is going to be good for me because, you know, you, your album's going to be getting ready to be released. It's my wedding anniversary. My youngest, my youngest daughter is born. Uh, of course, it'll be my 19th wedding anniversary. And my youngest daughter will be 16. Oh, oh. So, so, uh, She's not so little. No. She's so young. I know. I've got a 16. Well, she'll be 16. Then my son will turn 17 in December. And my oldest will turn 18 in january oh wow i'm like right in, they're like so close to each yeah. other yeah yeah there's like 11 months between the oldest and my, my son and then like 10 between my son and my youngest daughter that's so funny wow so it's it's crazy but you know we get through everything all at once it's 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 Aww. insane for a little while and then it's over yeah <laughs> um, that's good and bad but <laughs> thank you so much for spending your, your time with me. I really do appreciate it. I'm looking forward to, to hearing everything. Oh, thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, nice. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.